we're, we're talking about holidays. Yeah. Oh yes, yeah. The, <clears throat> the premise of this podcast is yes. welcome to Marty and James's holiday podcast. Hello. That is, it's not a holiday. This is not the holiday special of a larger podcast, but rather a podcast about holidays, where Martin and James take a look at um, a deep dive, if you will, into uh, various Sideways, holidays. Sidewards glance, <laughs> a bit of a sidewards view on various holidays. And today we're talking about International Men's Day, and I think as two international Men's. men, I think we have a specific <laughs> point of view to talk about International Men's Day. We're both uh, international men. <coughs> And it is a day mm. right now. Yes. Unfortunately, it's four days after International Men's Day, but we don't need to tell shut them your that. Hole. Shut your hole. <laughs> Edit that out. <laughs> so, yeah, International Men's Day, it's part of like the ongoing set of secular days, such as like International Stapler Day and uh, other frivolous things. I was going to say International Women's Day as a joke, but I realize we're already in a fairly fraught <laughs> position talking about International Men's Day. Um, so, Martin, what's your, what, what is your view on holidays that don't have long-lived traditions, or, but rather are just kind of like arbitrary dates to celebrate a large concept? Yeah, well, this, I think International Men's Day has been going since the 90s, isn't it? Didn't say inaugurated... Inaugurated? Inaugurated. In- inaugurated. Inaugurated. Hell, that's went well for me there. In 1992. It's a good thing you can't edit this. At what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's good that men get to feel as though they're equal. Mm. You know, it's good that they can. <laughs> it's good that they get a day yeah, rather than what they currently think, which is above <laughs> equal. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. So take them down a peg to equality. <laughs> it's good to put them on the even mm-hmm. level. Uh, and um, it's about time to know their place. I feel, I feel like you're uh, you're holding back there, Martin. No, it's it's. I actually sort of stole that off Richard Herring. He he, he does a joke like that about um, feminism, and he's like, I think feminism's a great idea to give women the impression that they're the equal. You know, <laughs> the it's like, impression. It's not that he doesn't say the impression, but he words it like, mm. I think it's good to let women feel as though they're equal. Yeah. <laughs> I believe they're equal for a day. Yeah. But he does that thing uh, on International Women's Day. Richard Herring has done this for the last 10 years I think where he goes on to Twitter and everybody who goes Puh, International Women's Day when's it International Men's Day and he goes like no- today November 19th yeah. and the idea being that all these men think that there isn't an International Men's Day and they're like oh, well they get their day why don't we get ours and he's like well you do actually get yours so here it is here, here. It is. and, and like, here it oh. is today for you and I and so how do you how do you feel is do you feel international international <clears throat> I feel very internationally the penis is good <laughs> Sardos was wrong happiness mm. happiness <laughs> touch my happiness I <laughs> 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 it's grand you're yeah. being a man being a white man being a cis white man being a cis white man in this part of the world, mm. uh, you know, it's all tick, 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 tick. Yeah. So Martin, got, you're got in a job interview, right? And it's going really well. <laughs> <laughs> and it's going. I feel it's like it is. Good. Yeah. I feel it's like, like it's great. Martin, we really like your credentials for the for, like for everything, penis? and uh, you've, you've answered all our questions very well. But um, I'd just like you to answer in your own words. What's the point of men? <laughs> good question. <laughs> I mean, if I had it my way, there wouldn't be any more men. <laughs> And then Martin fades out of existence in that moment. <laughs> back to future stand. <laughs> Went back and shot uh, mitochondria Eve's husband. Martin does not get that. <laughs> I wish the audio could capture Martin's bemused face. <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> it's a sort of blank yeah. stare and we laugh. <laughs> what? Wait, what? I... <laughs> So I said the other day, <laughs> when you're in a conversation with somebody and they clearly don't know the thing you said, they're like, ah. <laughs> sweet face. Uh, I love to do that. Like sometimes just like casual conversation with somebody I don't know is like, just drop something. Like I'm like really like detail inside baseball on them and just like wait to see their polite face go. What? <laughs> Everybody's telling a joke and then you just throw in something that doesn't make any sense. It's a fucking geometry question or something. <laughs> <laughs> the square root of what? Uh, your man? Anyway. Vitruvian man? There's a man. Square in a circle. Man? That's right. Vit- Vitruvian man? Vitruvian man. Vitruvian? Don't, Vin- don't Vin- do this to me. Vin Diesel. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. I don't even know what that is. Tell me what it's Vitruvian the, uh, man is. It's the famous image of uh, by largely a tribute. No, I think it is. It's uh, by... Um, 
uh, Leonardo da Vinci of the man with the, the oh, several yes. arms and legs mm. and he's and his body is encased inside of a circle which itself it intersects with a square and the square and the circle are circle the uh, square is being the circle is being squared anyway <laughs> please cut this <laughs> <laughs> I'm being this episode. Please cut this episode. Um, we're still finding our feet. We're still finding our way. Yeah. So well, yes. Anyway, you're you're dodging the question. What is the point of a man? What is a man? Um, I think men have had their time, and the problem with the world right now is we're still listening to men too much, and men are given all making getting to make all the decisions. And we need to take away some of that power that men have and give it to women. Mm. And then we'd have a much better world, I think. Which, mm. Also, it's quite interesting, actually, because there was some st- statistic. It was recently, was it something like um, 97% of homicides are committed by men. And it's like the majority of the homicides are other men that are killed. But women generally, like 3% or something of homicides are women mm. killing other men or other oh yeah and that's what it was out of that 3% something like 56% I can't even remember the numbers just get them up on screen for him saying all this <coughs> but something like quite a large percent of the the homicides that are women are women defending themselves against men trying to kill them mm. so men do a lot of murdering <laughs> in the whole grand scheme of the genders and all see so, yeah, there's two sides of that of course which is like one is you ask the question is like why do men murder so much and then I guess the flip side of that is why do women murder so little mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> and uh, they're better <laughs> uh, is there some idea about uh, men are hot-blooded or should I segue into saying what I believe the point of a man is go ahead I believe the point of a man is to die Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, men's value ultimately is their ability to die for for the uh, group either through conscription good old boys join the war go out there get killed uh, through fighting each other through things like pride and what now people are describing as being toxic masculine masculine traits such as like you know fighting another man baiting another man into a fight because you feel inferior feeling the need to fight because somebody's challenged your pride um, elements of masculinity that forces men to kill each other and it's like is that playing out on an international stage as well like a biological predisposition towards this kind of Maybe it isn't. See that that like, is that a biological predisposition? I can't say that word. Predisposition. Predisposition, or is that a a socially constructed uh, male identity in which a lot of men feel trapped in? I think so. This was. uh, You think it is a? a, I think it's an identity that men feel trapped in, rather than like it has to be that way. You know, oh, we're biologically men are more aggressive or have more testosterone and stuff. I don't think. I do think there's some, probably some truth in the biological things. You know, as in you know, scientifically, you can go, oh yeah, they do have a bit more of this, and women have less of this. But I don't think that should have to equate to men being men falling into these roles of toxic masculinity and like you know power roles and having superiority over other people and being violent and so on I think that's more to do with um, bad ideas about masculinity that are perpetuated on and on and on and on through time and space <laughs> see what I think is interesting about like men's violence is there some examples of like a like pre-civilization societies, um, which is a euphemistic way, I guess, to say like a kind of like a tribal society, um, where it's like, you know, the men and the women's roles are more interchangeable. Uh, largely women do the raising of children. Men like just like do a lot of foraging and stuff like that, but they also do some raising of children. But in fact, our masculine roles or toxic masculinity or whatever way, what you want to call it, are actually constructs due to our success as a civilization that like war is what defined as the constant crucible in which you know all of what we have today exists and men are the disposable human beings that have built that society because it's worth pointing out that like a lot of men as well that built societies aren't even willing to do it like history is built by slaves largely like men getting the back the majority of the back breaking labor of slavery as well and so all of our history has constructed men as this kind of beast of burden, as a kind of disposable 
member of society whose only role it is is to provide value to that society. <laughs> well, what what is the role of women and so non-binary non-binary people or any so yeah obviously that construction that construct of men for start ignores that there might be you know there might be a hinterland in which other genders might exist between men and women as well but then where, where does that place women in society I guess it places them in a you know obviously a maternal role places that they're, they have the children, they're the thing that gets protected, they're the things that secure the next generation. Mm-hmm. So in some ways, women's lives are valuable where men's lives are disposable. And uh, in that dynamic, mm-hmm. uh, how do men escape that nightmare that we all live in, in which they don't actually have any value? I think, you know... We don't have to do that anymore in this part of the world. <laughs> like we don't have to. We don't have to fight and kill each other. We don't have to join the army. Uh, we don't have to be in roles of power. Like we can choose to not be those things, and women can choose to be those things. And it should. I think we. That's one of the good things, I guess, about the modern age. So you think it was all. Do you think all it's all history? worth it so that we can get this point <laughs> now we're equal? Well, that's kind of the thing, of course. You know, like I mean, that's that's the discourse, I guess, and it's uh, that we've. Um, no, I think we, we, I don't think like because that's I don't know. I mean, we've we've used men's labor for thousands of years to build a society in which men are finally free to choose not to be men. Men, uh, or those or that of kind of definition yeah. of a man, that that particular construct of a yeah. man. And the thing is, you know, there's probably a lot of variation as well throughout history where, you know, not all societies were dominated by men and so on. There hasn't been many situations where that wasn't the case, but and there probably were times where, you know, those rules weren't so stringent, like. And also, <clears throat> the times where they were, like, there were probably a lot of people who didn't want it that way then as well, you know. Yeah. Like I say, I said slaves were you know, a non, like, minute proportion of these people I'm talking about. <clears throat> like, um, yeah, that like, that they probably saw themselves forcibly forced into uh, tight gender roles, um, forced to do labour for, a, like, in the most alienated way possible where they're not even paid f- to be members of that society. They're, they're literally there to work until death. It's <clears throat> pretty grim. It is, <laughs> but uh, at the same time, all that misery is what's produced today. Society in which now we have the opportunity to say no more. Well, all that misery has produced that uh, produced yeah structures that we have, but also all that misery was it really necessary? Like the people who were cracking the whips and enslaving people, um, you know. Do we do we owe our lives to them? Do we owe everything we have to them? I sort of think, well, who's to say that that wasn't that was the only way they could have done that? Like, could they not have had other types of systems in place where people didn't have to be enslaved and yet could have agreed to forward society collectively and maybe we would have advanced far quicker or evolved far quicker if we had different types of fucking societies, more more enlightened and more fair and less fucking violent and enslaving and so fuck those cunts (laughs) I think is a nice way to say it yeah I I do think that like that legacy that misery like you know that you know that that, what we would call like a primordial sin is like stuck with us and it's like you know when we try to conceive what like a man and a woman is we still view it through the kind of terms we discovered during violent times Mm. and it's like I think that's kind of I think that would be like I don't know see the problem is you, you sit and you dream about like utopian societies and stuff but like you can never avoid the inevitable history of like yeah well you know we did awful shit to get here mm-hmm. so maybe in some ways it's, it's a bigger issue to say whether we move past that or not there are other people whose lives are still directly affected by those that, that misery but like you know maybe now we have an opportunity to finally redefine what men and women are mm-hmm. and maybe that is what International Men's Day is is that chance to reevaluate and test and see you know 
and like because a lot of international men's days themes focus on things like you know suicide awareness and uh their best values and stuff and i ask you this morning what do you think the uh what do you think are masculine values and the ones that are actually genuinely good if any I don't know because every time I see somebody posting about this or something on Twitter, going like, "Man, men are like um good because they're they're strong and 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 they're loyal and 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 they work hard." And you're like, "Uh huh." Sounds like, like you're describing a dog. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and it's just you know, bollocks. Like it's just absolute nonsense. It's like what the, uh, what yeah, the idea what, of gendered values? Yeah, well. like yeah. exactly. Like what women don't have those values? Like you know, <clears throat> fucking get out of my face with that shit. I don't know. Seems so reductive, and but at the same time, like, yes, the the ideas of like having an International Men's Day where you can go, well, yeah, like let's look at masculinity and what things are bad, what things are hurting men, and what things are bad for us, and let's talk about these things and try to help each other because that's you know, like you know, the feminist stuff as well. Like, I mean, the feminist stuff. Um, <laughs> All that feminist stuff, you know, like that. feminist stuff. You know, is a lot of feminism is, is is about that too. You know, it's about going like in order for women to have more equality, we need to help men like understand that women aren't a threat, or you know, they understand that you know we're we're all sharing this together. And you know, people I know very well and love very much and are close to me still say really reductive things about like oh women are like this and men are like that and. Oh, uh, you know, women are mad, uh, and you're just like you're such a fucking idiot. <laughs> for fuck's sake, mind you, though, get over yourself. Like, it's easy for two gay men to sit and go, "I women," <laughs> having never had to interact with them for any kind of romantic purposes. I, yeah, I don't appreciate. I don't agree with that at all. I think. I think that's no. Nah, I think it's almost the opposite. I think because we don't have. A sexual or a, a you know a, a fucking a stake in the race. Yeah, like you know we we find. I well, I I think it's it's yeah. easier for gay men to actually treat women like human beings because we're not objectifying them in a sexual way and we're not predatory towards them or we're not having this sort of conflict of do I want to fuck her or do I want to protect her or do I want you know I, I you know there's all that sort of shit like I see in a lot of straight friends when they're around women they they're jumping in these they're jumping through all these hoops like of like oh. I want her, but how do I impress her? And, oh, but I'm trying to be normal. Oh, and I'm just watching it going like, Jesus Christ, am I like this when I see a guy that I like? You know, do I... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm nodding. I'm nodding to the mic. <laughs> and you see it in straight guys, and I think, wow, that's really embarrassing. But yeah, yeah, I can understand how that leads to, you know, resentment and stuff when you have all these feelings for somebody and they're not reciprocated, and then it turns into this, women are just shit. <laughs> and it's just horrifying. Like, it's just it, what that's it, 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 it is hard, though, like, to kind of solve the uh, the damage caused by sexual humiliation, I suppose. Um, it's, get over it, like. Get over it. <laughs> Mind you, though, it it's is going to have a wank like everybody else. <laughs> I mean, it's... It's just because you were treated bad by one woman. It is not the entirety of the entire. Uh, yeah, because then you're a fucking incel, like yeah. you know. Then you're fucking going on to Reddit places, going like, "My chin is wrong, and therefore that's oh why I'll never God. have sex." And it's like, yeah. just fucking get get a grip, like. I really wish. Like, I know <laughs> no one's listening to this, but even if they are, <laughs> if you're a young person between the ages of like of sixteen and twenty four, and you're worried about like your masculine traits aren't quite developed yet. I think you've been fed probably a little bit of of a fib where you stop yeah. growing at the age of 18. That's not true. You will continue to grow as you get older. And by the time you're in your late 30s, you'll have the the uh, mandible of a alpha... Um, <laughs> the mandible? The, yeah, of a Chad alpha, <laughs> yeah. You know, your nose will be uh, the right shape. Uh, Look, you know, your whole, your whole business will be in shape. The thing about all that bollocks as well, though, is, you know, my... The reassuring thing that I found in my illustrious career of through the menses, for the menses, do, do my bit, do my bit for the menses, um, <laughs> is that every person likes every. There's somebody for everybody. Like there really is. There are people who really I like. Don't agree with this. You don't agree with this. I don't agree. Okay, with this. Well, that's fine. But Go I on. genuinely do believe that, like, you know, there's someone who likes the quirky, weird, nerdy guy, the shy people, the funny-looking people. There's someone who likes, you know, mm. the fucking quietest person in the room who's just sort of awkward and weird. Or there's a person who likes, you know, there's people... And everything between that and the ridic most ridiculously over-the-top alpha wank, mm. you know, there's 
but I just think everybody likes their own thing and has some people have really quirky things that they like and they're into and other people don't and there's a there's a very broad like middle ground of this is the standard like this is the beauty standard and I, I imagine probably about 30% of people go for that like and the rest are like yeah I don't know it's not really for me you know curves fall off quickly and then there's also quite a large number of people I'd say the majority of people don't have a type you know they don't give a fuck about well they do maybe care about physical appearance but they don't it's not the priority when they want a mate or when they want a partner or when they want a connection with someone you know so just maybe stop uh, I don't know it is like I know it's hard like but it's I think it's a really it's a sad product of Instagram and all that like making people think their physical appearance is so important to their value and stuff and it's like it, hmm. it shouldn't be like I don't think it I think of course like a physical appearance as well tying in quite strictly into masculine identity in the first place as well hmm. you know such as like a uh, you know like it's uh, another sorry no no just uh, just the idea that you would like obviously have men who are like their gender expresses far more feminine and stuff like this here you're like made to feel lesser men and stuff like this here yeah that needs to be erased you know Mm -hmm. this is the these are the kind of things that International Men's Day should be dealing with you know it's like what type of men are men you know it's like well what if you're a bit camp or what if you're a bit effeminate or what if you have these traits or those traits you're still a man like you're still allowed to be part of the man club like you know you're not any less of a man because you exhibit this this or that Mm -hmm. and like also I think that's why it's really important that we are very vocally supportive of <clears throat> trans and non-binary and minority genders, as some people term use the term. See, there's a there's an element of this which is uh, has me a little concerned, which is just like um, <clears throat> it's kind of like we have to smash the binary, is what I was going to say. But anyway, uh, carry on. <laughs> <laughs> smash um, the binary. Well, it's sort of like you know, there's there's a reform needed in the uh, in the concept of masculinity, and it's sort of like people are using trans people as the leverage, as the as the sort of like what you call like the crowbar to kind of like leverage that. And it's like, but trans people are already vulnerable enough without them being kind of used as the. Uh, as the kind of like the, the the front to be the front line of our march against toxic masculinity, right. and it's like I yeah. you know, I do yeah, I, I worry that that's like too easy for all of us to go. Well, look, there's all sorts of kinds of men. Look, there's trans ones, and then they're like, yeah, well, we're going to deal with that, you know. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it's yeah. I suppose I know what you mean. It's like we're trying to um, yeah yeah exactly put them on the front line of that debate, and it's like making those. Pe- putting more pressure on those people to perform some sort of trans manliness or something yeah. that, that fits I, into that narrative or something as which well, is also like, dodgy like without any statistics like I say like trans people are probably like, like 1% of the population I'm sure maybe more if you broaden your definition of a uh, trans person but like you know it's sort of like though in the consciousness they occupy a huge kind of like uh, amount of like psychic energy people are constantly <laughs> have everyone has an opinion on trans people like you know it doesn't matter if you're streaming a video game on Twitch or you're just like, you know, a car salesman, you know, he's like, oh, them trans people, you know, I really accept them, you know, that's kind of thing. <clears throat> and so, like, yeah, I don't think it's very fair that everybody is like, every like, they're, the trans person is hyper visible at the moment. And I don't, like, I sort of, I always kind of want to, you want to you want to make them invisible again? Well, no, I just want to pump the brakes a little <laughs> bit whenever we, like where we place them in our in our arguments that we make. I guess that was a very long winded way of saying that one point. But <laughs> it's a long winded way of saying you don't like trans people. <laughs> that, that, do, do not dare put that out. I am a trans advocate here, a trans avocado. <laughs> <laughs> but. Um, <laughs> but your, what was your point that you don't think that you should oh, be included in these debates as much well no just more like you know like I said I be, I said the point initially and then I just rambled on for a bit you can fix that in post <laughs> <laughs> keeping all of this um, apparently there are 600,000 trans people in the UK 600,000? yeah That's or sorry 60,000 is it six? sorry I had the n- numbers and then went past it uh, 600,000 yeah 600,000 how many people are in the UK? It's quite a lot. 60 million. Oh, so like a 60 billion and there are 60,000? 600,000. 600,000? So it's like a percent. A 1% is it? Yeah. Uh, it's probably is what it? they did, isn't it? They just took in 1% oh. and got that number, didn't they? <laughs> yeah, so there's 1% of the UK population is trans and that's including non-binary people apparently. Oh. Jesus! <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> 
and we edit in here <laughs> <laughs> so many edit points <laughs> <coughs> my goodness oh fucking <laughs> your farts freak yes I am saying my farts don't stink cause yours fucking in comparison well, fuck me. Fuck me. You know what I was thinking about the other day? Um, was it, put, put your hands on my balls and suck my dick. Suck my <laughs> dick fuck? until it's sick. Suck my dick. Suck my dick. What the fuck is that? It was like, like a schoolyard version of like that song by the Cranberries. What song? Oh, with Tanks and Your Bombs and the... Tanks in the bombs. No, no, that's that's zombie. Um, it's like one of the songs off that album. Because like, I remember it was who taught me it. It was uh, put your hands on my balls and suck my dick, suck my dick until it's sick, suck my dick. Suck I don't know the song. Sorry, I don't know the cranberries mind. version. I don't know what the cranberries. I don't remember the cranberries lyrics. Is, unfortunately, which does not help. Anyway, I'll segue neatly into. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. No, because in a few seconds from now I'm going to be. So this will weird. This is prime content. Like this is fucking. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, a streamlined experience with no single faults. One edit. <laughs> fucking Kerouac and his keyboard. <laughs> Well, speaking of um, kissing the Blarney Stone, what right? is your thoughts on COVID at the moment? Uh, yeah, it's a bit shit. Like. It's a bit shit? A bit shit. I think it's finally starting to get to me, if I'm honest. What, the lockdown? But, yeah. Didn't bother you before? No, it really didn't. Like, so where, where are we now? It's March to November, so what's that? Seven months? Seven, three months? Seven, eight, nine, eight? <laughs> uh, six months was end of August, so two months. Three months later. Oh, it's been nine months. It's been nine months, isn't it? So it's been nine months since COVID began. Like, and I think it's finally getting to me. So it's not too bad, I suppose. But yeah, like, you've done well. Uh, I think it was more manageable whenever it was summer. It was like, uh, you know, you go out in your walks and it was sunny and got a lot of sunshine. But now it's just like I work all day and then when time works over, it's dark and I can't go anywhere. And it's just. Yeah. Uh, cut this I don't want people to know how miserable I am <laughs> <laughs> please don't let anyone hear this um, no today was one of those days where it was just grey all day like it just didn't change and there was no sunlight at all it was just like yep yeah, it's just that vague grey colour all day and then it was dark and I was like great mm. <laughs> fucking great yeah. but that's more to do with the time of year than the covids but still it'd that be, plus covid different if I could go to a pub or something yeah yeah Go to the market, the continental market. Oh, yeah, yeah. Intercontinental market. <laughs> <laughs> he had a wife, you know. <laughs> Incontinentia. Incontinentia buttocks. <laughs> Very good. Um, so, <laughs> uh, so uh, talking about uh, International Men's Day. Is that it? Something you got to say about COVID? This thing that's. What? Dude. Raping the whole planet? Oh, we just I shouldn't use that word, actually. This thing that's sexually harassing the whole planet. This thing that's killing loads of people. Yeah, it's been fucking <sighs> old people, yeah. Yeah. Moment of silence here for the COVID. Like, all I can say about it is that it's a miserable natural disaster, and we're just going to have to wait her out until y'all get vaccinated. And then the next strain of COVID comes along and we do this all again. COVID-20. Just accept that the life expectancy is now 65 and we just let all old people die. So, no, I don't have particularly (laughs) strong opinions on COVID. It's a fucking nightmare and I'm waiting for it at the end. Yeah, it's pretty grim. What about the whole lockdown shenanigans? Like, how do you feel Northern Ireland has dealt with the lockdown? Up until, like, recently, very well. Mm. I I would agree. Mm. Uh, but then recently it's been a fucking shambles a cluster shambles yes Uh, nobody knows what's going on anymore numbers are peaking again I think the most powerful thing all of us can do now is just laugh and just stop paying attention to him like I've noticed like you know I just 
as soon as it was like Biden was called, you know, it was like, and now I don't have to ever look yeah. at that cunt's face anymore. Was, and I, like, I really did. Like, I really rejoiced in now I can just never think about that pathetic fuck ever again. Like, <laughs> there is a sense that, like, I, I mean, I, I've largely avoided the. No, no, I never really was that really that that involved in uh, following the Trump stuff. It just kind of uh, seemed like all oh, just too stressful to kind of bother with. Yeah, but they definitely the biggest thing, and it, it seems petty to say this, but I must admit it is the biggest takeaway. It's like I'll not have to hear about Trump really again in yeah. a significant way for a lot forever. Yeah, and I kind of feel good about that. Like every day you're waking up in a world where Trump is the president. <laughs> was genuinely like, yeah. my God, like what is wrong with the humanity? Like it just, I, I thought I had a clue of, <laughs> of you know, society and where, how people feel. And then you see something like that and you think, I really know nothing about the world. Like I really have not got a good, I do not have my finger on the fucking pulse, like of, of what the world is at. Cause yeah. how, how, how did that happen? Yeah, it is interesting like I mean like, like there's all like everyone's talked about this since I know Trump it's been like, there's like the thought bubbles and little yeah. people's like and it's like you know sudden where do you think right wing people come from yeah like, exactly they, they hatch out of an egg at the age of 60 you know it's like, well it's just even seeing the amount of people saying the same thing now when um when it was so close to mm. Biden losing like and mm. you know people were just like what the fuck half nearly half of America voted for Trump like that's mm. millions and millions of people like mm. well they say it's a team sport and you gotta root for your team yeah what do you mean like, <laughs> like, like like Republicans who would not stand a uh, a Democrat as president and uh, kind of thing but still like <clears throat> you know the number of people who actually see him as a viable option like it's quite disturbing yeah I, well I'll say one thing for Trump as well like there was absolutely no pretense that he was playing uh, that he was like a political person I mean the thing is you're getting with, with Biden you're definitely getting like a little bit like of a photo op kind of saying the right f- phrase while doing mm. none of the things that are required to, <laughs> that, that, that those beliefs should really have mm. and so it was like you know that was kind of the appeal of Trump initially was that he was he wasn't he wasn't speaking like the political institution he was yeah. talking like like your dad he wasn't even talking like your dad he was talking like that comes right back to what <laughs> I was talking about oh yeah good, good segue. Sorry, segue sorry I tried to sabotage yeah. your segue <clears throat> so yeah the archetypal dad and to which I think like in all things the the, the Janos uh, the two headed god it's like so like the father is two headed there is the father of the tribe who's wise and old and looks after you and you know has always got people's best interest and will meditate your Jean-Luc Picards and your other example <laughs> <laughs> and then there is the of course the other face of Janos the uh, the abusive sports dad telling you to go and you know wise up don't buckle up don't you dare cry you know mm-hmm. like suppress and beca- uh live up to some kind of irrational ideal and uh, it's funny you mentioned that maybe you know you're aware of that but there's that story about um trump's son uh was in college mm. and he was getting ready to go to a baseball game with his dad and his dad turned up and his son was all ready to go and uh, this is a story the reason this story got around was because it was a bunch of his college friends saw this happen in front of them or whatever but right. he his dad like punched him in the face or slapped him and hit and he hit the floor and was like put a fucking suit on you know don't i, I don't want to be anywhere near you unless you're dressed properly or something like and he slapped his son for not wearing a suit right. to go to a baseball game because he was dressed up in baseball gear or something like that right so it's just as you were saying the ideal like you have to do this and you have to be a man mm. that was like a perfect sort of example of that happening <clears throat> it's like yeah Trump See, literally embodying that I because like I, I think a lot of people ignore you know like I, I don't know I don't always it's not always useful to think of like like society as a kind of like a, as a kind of like a, what do you call it, like a Jungian mindscape or something but like I mean, there isn't is undeniable kind of death drive that sort of like that underpins a lot of our behaviors, and it's like Trump is is the perfect archetypal negative father, and people really identify with that image. You know, mm. it's like I would argue that like it comes from a place where they themselves have suffered, and like that they you know see that those things as virtuous now. You know, the kind of guy who's like just give him a slap. You know. You know, just like, you know, it comes from a frustration. It's a unilateral, like, there is kind of like a unilateral kind of like attitude to it as well. Um, like, you know, uh, I'm not going to deal with the system. I don't care about what's right. I don't care. I'm going to get it done. 
And it's like Trump definitely had a bit of a I'm going to get it done attitude. Yeah. He does kind of like represent that kind of like that 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 negative uh, value of a father, the uh, the person who does things no matter what the cost. And I can see that having an appeal to people. Like I can see that he's not wise, he's proactive. Um and like mm. I do think in some ways he he does he is an I like a, he's sort of he's very like idealistic that way. Yeah. Like, yeah, I think that's very true. It's interesting, like, because, yeah, it's he's the, he's the father that uh, won't give you any love, and you and you you know pine for like you yeah. just you just want him. Well, you see, you have to earn his love. Yeah, that's uh, that's the element of it. You know, you have to rise to his standard, and that's like again, you know, you can see that tying into even somebody already already comparing his Trump to Hitler, but you can see that with somebody <laughs> like Hitler. You know, it's like you know. He's going to lead you to be better. No, he's he's yeah. the guy ready to push everybody else up. You know, like that's that was Hitler's appeal. You know, he's going to raise the German people up, and Trump's going to raise America up or make America great again. Mm. He's like he's, he's like a dad figure. You know, he's going to he's going to slap you around the head. He's going to tell. He's going to call you a faggot in public. He's going <gasps> to like do all these terrible things to you. But it's all for your own good. And that's the kind of like mentality that kind of underpins the appeal of Trump. Yes. <laughs> well, at least that's my two cents on it. So <laughs> no, I definitely think that's interesting. <laughs> so do you think that like a lot of his supporters are people with daddy issues? I think we all have daddy issues. Yeah, that's true. I, I, <laughs> so I certainly he, do. So people with daddy like, issues. Like there isn't one here right now. That's my issue with daddy. <laughs> Where do all these daddies come from? <laughs> I need some daddy issues. <laughs> Sorry, edit that out, Marty. I was lost in a dream. <laughs> <laughs> I got a bit distracted there. Yeah, so like I mean, if it was people with daddy issues voted for Trump, then like he he would have won unanimously. <laughs> like you know, all, and like you know, that's uh, that that in itself is like it's. Uh, I think there's like a certain kind of like you know. Uh, I mean, what is the American president other than the election of the ultimate daddy? <laughs> daddy wars. <laughs> who who will be America's next daddy? <laughs> That's what should just do instead. <laughs> but to be honest, like it would seem weird one year, and then after that, people would be like, "Yeah, that's what we want." <laughs> like, well, is Joe Biden daddy? Is he daddy enough? <laughs> yeah, just like images of him sitting down reading from a book, you know. And then the cat jumped over the moon, and people are like, "Oh, daddy!" <laughs> <laughs> then Trump is like, you know, you know, go get me, go grab me a beer, yeah, yeah. <laughs> get me a beer out of the freezer, you little bastard, <laughs> mm, daddy. <laughs> The what? daddy you want versus the daddy you you know you have yeah. you, you daddy you know the daddy you know versus the daddy you want international daddy day <laughs> um, yeah so like yeah and you can sort of see maybe why your woman did not have a uh, why is, I can't remember her name uh, Clinton Hillary Clinton Hillary Clinton so you can sort of see why suit like fucking hell was the world ready for a female daddy and I don't believe they were. <laughs> Maybe after Biden. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. That's an interesting one. Like, it it, it was... Would would, uh, it, it, would people have wanted a, a mummy president? And it was like, they don't. They can't, they can't handle that because they're too... Does sexist. America have mummy issues? Mm-hmm. <coughs> well, yeah. I, like, I mean... I don't know. They're too. They voted there's just up. too much sexism. Like yeah. I seen like those clips of women, like you know, all these like Trump supporter women kind of going, Hillary, they shouldn't give that kind of power to a woman. Women are too emotional. You know, that she'll press the bomb and kill us all. And it's like, but you're a woman yourself. It's like, yeah, I, I wouldn't trust me to do it. And it's like, oh my god. Like, <laughs> well, to be fair, I agree. I don't trust her to do it. <laughs> that particular woman. Yeah. Uh, but um, I like. But obviously, there's like they say whatever it takes to get the to positively represent their. Uh, their own candidate, I guess. I mean, America is full of people cutting their nose off despite their face. Yeah. So a nose, <laughs> nose for a nose leaves the uh, country smellless. What the fuck am I saying? <laughs> Makes the country more smelly yeah. with our descent. How does he smell? <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> like Beauty and the Beast and all. No, that never worked for me as a story. No, 
because <clears throat> like it's like it is quite good, but the fact he turns into a uh, man at the end kind of undermines it a little bit. Yeah, she fell in love with the beast. Beast was hotter anyway. <laughs> He's daddy. Yeah. Uh, we daddy to that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He turns into a twink at the end. It's like, yeah. yeah. As well. That's the nice thing about men getting older because they, they get hotter as they get older. <laughs> the age, like, that's what I say. Like, you have to cheese. Like, cheese. Like, cheese. I'm sweaty. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I've like, killed I'm like, sweaty him. daddy cheese. Oh, Christ. What's that stink? And daddy. <laughs> and I'm ready to elect him. <laughs> I can't smell him because I cut off my nose. <laughs> Fuck, there's a night that you do at the Barry's night of a fucking the election themed night. I bet you it would be hot fucking uh, interest in it. There you go. You see, you, w- w- that's how you know whether or not an, an idea is true. Like a like a kind of psychological idea. You combine it in a kind of like like a kind of like an, an art see this is the point of art mm. see you combine the idea in art you know the idea of the president as a daddy and if the idea resonates with people then there might be a significant psychological underpinning that makes it interesting to them so there you go I'm ready to make a movie about how daddy is president <laughs> daddy president is like a really good name for a 90s comedy film starring John Goodman mm, John Goodman uh, <laughs> he yes Goodman. he is he can be my good man. Um, <laughs> that, that episode where she butchered Roseanne goes down in my memory. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to that. That's like a whole yeah. thing. Just like thinking of <laughs> what was the whole story? Just QAnon. Know. QAnon. Oh, oh she's QAnon. In, she's in the QAnon? She was in the QAnon. Oh, yeah. no. Why, Roseanne? Why? <laughs> but was she not like Republican and stuff before that? I don't know. Yeah. Anyway. I think most QAnon would vote Republican. Because Daddy Trump was going to save them. Exactly. From the Covids. And the, and the black people. Mm. And the BLMs and the Antifa. Do you remember there was a whole thing where... <laughs> left. They kept saying Antifa on, I think it was Fox News or something. But it was, they were trying to make it sound like it was a foreign terrorist group. No, based, I don't They were sort of going Antifa, like, and to say Antifa. Like an accent? Yeah. Instead Antifa? of saying like, Antifa. Antifa, or like, Antifa, Antifa. Antifa. Like the teeth thing yeah. to try and make it sound more Eastern Antifa. or something. Antifa. Uh, the wrong emphasis. Yeah. Yeah. Which is hilarious. Antitha. Like maybe like a like Antitha? Antifa. I don't know. I've not even heard this, I'm guessing. I don't know. I think I seen to give it a little flavour. Yeah. A little flavour of the I band. see I remember seeing Antifa written on the street I used to live on and I thought it was someone was writing anti fat but they ran out of ink. <laughs> and I was thinking, huh, was this like anti fat people or something? Some sort of There's like BLM <laughs> fat uh, movement around uh um, I forget what you call that br- bridge that connects the Stramellas to the uh, Adelaide. Adelaide. Stramellas like to and trans rights and stuff is all written on that bridge. What is it? The bridge between where the Lyric Theatre is? Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, that makes sense, actually. It's all those actor ones coming out of the. <laughs> all those bloody actor yeah, types yeah. with their liberal views. Yeah. I think I, I support BLM. Of course you do, honey. <laughs> <laughs> wow not, not a fan of the actors no I'm fine but like you know <laughs> I love them they're great uh, no it's fine it's fine it's just that you know it comes as part of the, the it, it comes as like a multi-pack it's like <laughs> actor political beliefs point of view actually quite misogynist under it all yeah, I think that's it. It does. I know what you mean. It's like there's a sort of um, mask or, a, a, you know, a sort of suit that there, people in that industry are supposed to wear that they're all agree on these things. And then you talk to them and unpack it in any way. And it's like they really don't know very much. It's all about losing an ounce of fat. and Yeah, they're too really narcissistic sing. to fucking yeah. give a shit about yeah. anything but themselves. And yeah. it's like, what do you think about this BLM thing? It's like, well, what's what's the, what does everyone else think? Yeah, <laughs> what's what's kinda, the general gist? I'm in support of it because that's my, I'm then the, the core demographic to support it but I don't really support it in my heart because I really do think that people women should like stay thin and have good singing voices there's one particular actor actually that was well we can't can't yeah (laughs) I'm not gonna get too into this but yeah he raked of every layer of that like it was just so so bulky to be around him at all like I think the worst people in society are, are probably the hypocrites the people who espouse beliefs because it's popular or convenient for them but it's not just actors, you know, obviously it's like fucking, oh, it's all that is in every walk of life, you know, you've got, actually you don't get as much in the, like, in, it, you know, 
I love the right wing people who only espouse those beliefs because they actually <laughs> want to be popular amongst the right wing demographic. <laughs> yeah. No, I was going to say like um, you know the sort of floor staff and the waiting staff and the people who pull the pints are generally a bit more like working class people, normal people. Well, yeah, I suppose so, but they just tend to not try to sugarcoat their stances on things because they don't give a shit. It's like, mm. I don't know, is it supposed to be talk? Is it, is it supposed to be controversial that I think this? I don't, I don't know. Mm. This is just what I think. You get that, you get that a bit more, uh, at least with the people I work with and it's kind of nice. <laughs> it's yeah. kind of refreshing when people just go, I have this really stupid, you know, belief yeah. about something and I'm just going to spout it and then you can laugh at them and go, yeah. do you realise why that's really wrong? And they go, oh, right. And, I don't get it. <laughs> and it's nice because then you're kind of like, you're a real human being rather than to investigate. You're not trying to be something. You're not trying to project some sort of I'm really right on when you don't actually give a fuck. You know, you're actually just being like, I don't really get it. I don't care. Yeah, because like, that, that, that would be the opposite of uh, of the hypocrites and the opposite uh, end of the spectrum would be the curious. <laughs> For me, it was just like people who are willing to kind of like investigate and understand. Because like, I do. I, like, I genuinely believe that a lot of people who LARP is like super right wing are... Probably what is this LARP there. thing? Sorry, I, I know I should know this phrase because I see it <laughs> all the time. Well, uh, the word originally meant live action role play. Oh, yeah. And so it gives you an idea that they're role pretending to be something that they're not. Aye. So they're okay. LARPing as such and, as Nazis. They're see, LARPing what was the other? Simping? Was the other simping? Thing? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah simping do, and LARPing? I feel so already touched. Like, <laughs> I do a lot of simping with the daddies. <laughs> Daddy simp. You're like going on to their Instagram going, wow, you can really dance. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a guy the other day. Actually, I have to show you this guy in a minute. Oh my god! Oh my god! He's so good, though. He's such a brilliant dancer, Fuck and he's sick. right now. Does he move his body like that? Oh, Martin, you're fucking pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I'm totally pathetic. The I'm, I'm sure if I do. You know what I did? Right. Did I tell you about this? I went onto the homepage. Uh, you don't use Instagram, do you? You don't nah, have Instagram. Go on. I was on there. Go on, say your little piece. Okay. <laughs> say your thing. God damn it. Um, I went onto the homepage of Instagram to search for something. I can't remember what it was. And so you go, you know, when you press the little search icon, it brings up your homepage and it's all these random videos and you can search for whatever you want. Mm. And I and I was like, why is there all these bear men on my homepage? And I took a screenshot of it and I, I put it on my Instagram going, why is there all these bear men on my Instagram homepages? And then someone's like, it, it's, it's catered to your search terms. Ah, <laughs> It's, it's algorithm we cater to you uh, based on the things you've looked at the most why does Google keep giving me offers for flashlights <laughs> I was like fully oh. functional rubber vaginas me <laughs> honestly like I was just I was the, the hell, I was just really like oh yeah okay of course that makes that does actually make perfect sense and I felt sorry for this guy that was on Twitch once who was like he was like having a well just talking it's, to so chat. basically it's bears and synths at the moment sorry synths <laughs> synths like synths and bears oh, uh, it's like disgusting those two synths are touching <laughs> dancing sorry. bears dancing bears and synths you have done well in Russia but yeah there was a, like a poor guy on Twitch and he was just having a chat with his chat and then like he wanted to prove some point and so he opened up uh, eBay and it said you've recently searched for, uh-huh. in which case it was uh, full resin sex hentai models. <laughs> full like, resin? Uh, hard resin, sorry, resin. What's that mean? So like dolls, sex dolls made out of resin? No, no, they're like they're only like they're only like twelve inches high. I can't think of the word inch without saying. Well, anyway, yeah. So fourteen inch um, Dominator from yeah. Domino's. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, <they're> right. <laughs> Should other brands are available? <laughs> oh god, I have a jalapeno go up you. No, uh, but anyway, spicy. Yeah, so it's just like it's a, like an anime figure of a twelve-inch uh, girl in a sex pose made out of resin. And this is we're looking at, really. Oh, right, okay. So it's not a sex toy or something like. I don't think so. No, it's a sexy toy, not a sex yeah. toy. Yeah, that'd right. be right. Yeah. <laughs> and he was like livid, and he like he deleted his account and stuff. And I always thought to myself, I was like, is that the well, calm down. Like, it's not that embarrassing. Like, oh, because he didn't want other people to see this, and then they yeah, said, yeah, oh, it came okay. up when like as recently searched for. Right, it's like he sort of like he felt so humiliated. He like closed his count for like uh, maybe reopened it, but since, but yeah, it's yeah, closing mind. your count is is you know I think going to do more damage than than just brave brazenly yeah, going and what yeah, yeah, going, I, like, yeah, you know, yeah, second, fuck, loads of people like anime porn. Like, well, it's not even the worst thing. Like, you know, so like you know dog food or anything like like women eating dog food or something you know 
Yeah, like this whole thing. I don't know why I went there. <laughs> no kick shaming, you know. <laughs> what am I getting dog food? I was like, yeah. <laughs> why, is that, why is that the worst thing I can think of? Anyway. <laughs> so yeah, I. So yeah, I. Told I was on it. You were searching. <laughs> yeah, so that's quite hilarious. I told everyone, I was like, why am I getting all these bears on my own page? Oh, because I've been looking at them. Uh, <laughs> the response is because you're a simp. Yeah, Marty, because, you know, we know you. Yeah, um, Omegalol simping hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing was, I, I'm not getting into the fine details, but I was... <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I shouldn't tell the story. I was on a Zoom call recently. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it was a group call with uh, certain... Well, the good part was... Um, well, it worked out all right, but anyway, it was... Oh, it my was, God, <laughs> what are you trying to say here? I was on a group call on Zoom, right? Mm-hmm. And... I was in the call and they were like, hey, Marty, oh, you're here. Great. Um, yeah. And then I hadn't changed my name. Mm, right. I hadn't changed my username. I didn't realize that I hadn't. Name? So they were like, somebody made a comment about the username. They're like, oh, that's um, that's interesting. And then I was like, well, what's interesting? And I saw it and I was like, I need to die now. I need to crawl away and die. That's all um, was the username. I'm not going to say what it was, <laughs> <laughs> it it was very specific to a, a sort of specific type of f- fetish thing and it was like oh no oh my god and then somebody just started making a joke about it and then I was like absolutely humiliated like I was like I have to run away and kill myself now mm. and then they just sort of went like yeah like I have a, I have a friend who's like blah 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 and then they both just started talking about similar kind of fetishy things oh, and then just completely go. normalized the whole thing and it was like there, there was just go. it was like really class it was like we're both just going to completely take the shame out of the situation yeah. and we, we can see that you feel very embarrassed we're going to just completely delete that embarrassment for you here and just carry this conversation on like nothing's happened and I was like I'm just going to change my name while you're doing that and then let's just carry on chatting yeah. and I was like we just mm. moved on and I was like my name back to cum liquor <laughs> <laughs> uh, dog food well, at least they were good about it like at least they were no good it was it, it couldn't have worked out better and it was just a, it was a real moment of like Oh yeah, actually, I can't like we're jokingly sort of say like no kink shaming and stuff. You know, you're talking to people about stuff like this, and then there was a moment where it was like completely. I was so ashamed, and then they just were like, "Nah, it's fine." And I was like, "Oh, oh yeah, that's what this is supposed to be. This whole no kink shaming thing. It's supposed to be this. It's supposed to be actually sitting here going tolerance and acceptance. Yeah, yeah. Which is really nice. Like I don't know. Maybe it is because of where I like how I've grown up, but I've never felt any particular embarrassment about that stuff. Like yeah. Just like fuck, people generally either think it's funny or they themselves are the ones that are embarrassed. So it's just like, yeah, so fuck. Yeah, I don't know. First kiss, say, lick it up, (laughs) lick it up, lick it up, lick it up. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck is that? Is that an actual song? It's a song by Kiss. Who? Uh huh. It's a terrible song. Kiss is terrible. Kiss are very uh, bad. Yeah. Funny enough, when I was watching the video about Jerry Cantrell earlier on, um, he was talking about being a big Kiss fan when he was a kid, and he used to go to see them all the time. And actually, Alison Chains has ended up uh, doing a few support covered, oh, no, uh, support shows oh, towards Kiss. the end of the Lane Staley phase <coughs> of Alison Chains. Yeah. It was like the last thing they did together was a few support shows for Kiss. Can imagine the audience for Kiss are desperate yeah. for like nineties weird, grunge. yeah, like mm. like real downbeat, dirty, yeah. miserable, yeah. heavy music, and then Kiss yeah. coming on afterwards and be like, "What?" Get immediately lick it up, lick it up. You're saying you bring them down first, and then you bring them back up again with the Kiss stuff. Gene Simmons comes out when he can't sing. You're like, "Oh, at least it's a good good beat." <laughs> I suppose yeah. if it was like too much upbeat music you know you'd get sick by the time Kiss came on stage <laughs> yeah, and be like oh like, yeah. god I just want some dirty slow music now uh, oh, like you're like we eat a bit of bread before you eat all that sweet sweet popcorn or something <laughs> it's sweet sweet misogynist popcorn <laughs> no, I don't know I don't yeah, really like Kiss like, I can't remember how we got on with this yeah we've gone we've gone several tangents away from where we were uh <laughs> Popping the sack, you know he's terrible. Like, 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 this probably really doesn't go in because it's completely irrelevant. But I don't want to complain anyway. <laughs> I watched Joe Rogan for the first time recently, and like, who was, was he interviewing? What's that? Who was he interviewing? Uh, John Carmack from Doom Fame. From Doom Fame, and it was like 
it was like the gorilla meeting the uh, monolith. He's like such a fucking meathead, like, and it's, like, in the John Carmack's like, you know, you know, we're working with all sorts of kind of crazy vectors here. So we're like, whenever we're trying to do this, it's a, a scalability problem, and then we have to look at the uh, the technology in which the reason comes out. And he's like, yeah, but uh, uh that you make like mods for like Quake. <laughs> he's just like, you're not even fucking listening to him. You don't know what he's saying, and your questions are clearly being fed to you. You fucking meathead. I was like, Jesus Christ! Like, why? What is? Why is this man so well respected? Oh yeah, that Joe Rogan. Like, you such a, really, really opened my mind. You really like changed my life. And I'm like, why? Just it's because he's the daddy that all these people want. Ah, nice, nice. Looping back in. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Joe Rogan is definitely like. See, call back. Yeah, uh, there are definitely people who are kind of like, you know, meatheads, especially kind of like, like kind of pitch themselves as a bit of like, yeah, a bit of a daddy. An authority figure, yeah, as you would. Uh, but like, I don't, I don't think even it's it's not authority exactly. You know, they have authority, but more of what they ha- wield is uh, is I guess is like is insight. I guess it's like they're the one. Like, I mean, I'm sure all of us have a thought at some point. You know, I wish somebody could tell me what the right things to do in life are. Like, you know, just give me a checklist of like here's what you need to do to achieve your goals, and I'll follow them. I don't mind the hard work. I just want to know. That, that, like, just give me the steps. I'll do the work. But yeah. I just want to know the, the right steps. I think we all, like, think that to a certain amount. And I think that's, like, what the ultimate dad archetype is. Is somebody there to kind of, like, to, like, tell you, you know, what the right thing to do is. You know? And it's, like, so I think a lot of people try to pitch themselves as, like, kind of these wise and daddy types. Yeah. You know, I'm here to give Lead you, the way. Yeah, lead and, the way. Yeah. yeah. Show you, what, tell you what to do. Because, like, self-help is such a common... Because, <clears throat> like, in some ways, you know, self-help... You would normally you would assume as a kind of maybe 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 you don't agree with this, but like you sort of assume like life advice is a kind of feminine thing. It's like your aunt, you know, agony aunt, and you're kind of mm. like you know talk to your mom and you know like a kind of like. Well, it's 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 going back to that thing about how men aren't supposed to have emotions and they're meant to be very you know stable yeah. and secure people who don't need feelings and they know they don't cry they don't express themselves and so all that kind of getting into your own emotions and figuring stuff out is, is a woman's pursuit or whatever it's sort of traditionally seen yeah but like which the, is yeah fucked. Yeah, which, yeah, which <laughs> fucked yes but like it is interesting that the kind of world of like self-help is quite male like it's, it's a very male dominated mm. world it's like you know you're Ben Sh- not Ben Shapiro you're uh, Jordan Peterson Jordan Peterson's and uh, you're Joe Rogan's and these and even like your people like fucking uh, Alex Jones who pedal pills, mm-hmm. you know, they all kind of like pedal a kind of form of self-help, you know, is how you going to do it? Is how you going to change your life? You know? Yeah. <clears throat> um, and it's interesting, like, cause that, that, like I say, is kind of almost feminine trait, but that's also a daddy trait. Somebody mm-hmm. who's leading you to self-betterment. Yeah. I know some think like maybe there's an element that they're trying to kind of fill in the dad role. And so, with this in mind, how do we unite the t- two faces of dad into the ideal man? I know how to do it. <laughs> yeah! Mars getting fucked. <laughs> unite dad's two faces in my home. <laughs> that's a quite a good sound effect isn't it, it I've had, actually, yeah. had a few people go to me jeez that's really convincing it's like, um, <laughs> giving away too much there as well at the same time that's really convincing <laughs> convincing of what yeah. <laughs> mixing some cement <laughs> <laughs> well, no. even thinking about the term blossom makes me want to suck it <laughs> in bloom <laughs> Keeping keeping it honest. Oh, did I tell you about that? Yes, oh, yeah, okay. Yes. Ripe and honest. Ripe and honest. <laughs> <laughs> they always got to know what we're talking about. Oh, yes, they are. <laughs> Our one listener is going to be. I probably can work it out. <laughs> Ripe and honest. Uh, uh, anyway, yeah. Do yeah, you. Yeah. Uh, do you like hygiene? No, I like I like a man to be ripe and honest. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Whoops. Jesus wept. <laughs> Jesus. Don't we- you dare. Don't bring Jesus in. <laughs> he's the ultimate daddy. Well, yeah. Well, see, yeah, uh, he's... 
He's a interesting figure in all of this this archetype daddy idea, which is just like, of course, he's very wise and he's very calm. He's collected, but he does something that most <laughs> he smokes Hamlet. <laughs> what, 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 what he does that most daddies don't do. <laughs> like that sentence is die like a bitch. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> daddies don't die. Daddies are eternal. But Jesus is eternal. Well, see, that's it. You have to, they have to retrospectively go back and go, oh, no, he's not dead. A wink. <laughs> oh, is that why they created the whole risen from the dead art narrative? Because they're like, we need him to be more daddy-ish. <sighs> yeah, it's weird. It's a weird narrative in some ways. I mean, it's a lot of, I mean, I'm don't. I'm not a religious expert, but it's like a lot of co-opting of other uh, religions. Uh, mm. Uh, kind of like basically like Christianity is kind of like the super religion it was like it's like a soup <laughs> it's of like other soup. religions yeah and it's like so they took all the you know obviously the, the, the Roman Romans wanted a kind of one religion for the world kind of thing and it was like well you know we'll take all the aspects of other religions and we kind of well I don't know that I don't, that's this is overly simplifying it of course but you know uh, you know it's a bit of Judaism it's a bit like you know very works well with the state because it's all about like peace and love and all that stuff you know so they try to kind of make the ultimate badass religion and so like you know maybe ideas about his resurrection and stuff were like taken so that way Jesus more resembled a figure from other faiths as well so Mm. I don't know but resurrection was just a way to kind of tad into some other existing yeah so that way it's like like, because there was a lot of like um, I well no, I really, I really shouldn't make the statement when I'm not sure, but I think there was quite a lot of like you know, this God that you believe in, his name is Jesus, as well. Like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I like co-opting it, just being like, I that thing you believe in is compatible with this thing. Exactly. Yeah. I think there was also a lot of like believe in Jesus or die as well, but like I do mm-hmm. think there was an attempt at least to kind of. You know, the bring people in, like you know, didn't want to completely step over their beliefs. Well, one, it was the whole like, uh, you know, one of the Ten Commandments is no more, fa- no other false idols before me or something, or no false well, gods before yeah, me. Yeah, I mean, the Old Testament. I'm, I'm not an expert in religion at all, like, but it's like the Old Testament is like a lot of that's like a lot of those values don't really belong to Jesus exactly. Mm. Um, I Jesus was much more like, hey man, just be cool. Well. <clears throat> The dude, the dude abides. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> uh, like like Jesus is a lot more like the Buddha, you know, kind of like it was sort of like you know more kind of like for like kind of like achieving a sort of like spiritual state. Um, whereas the Old Testament's more like how to survive in a miserable environment by believing in God, basically. Um, so yeah, mm. Jesus is definitely more kind of geared towards enlightenment, whereas the Old Testament is more about about survival and holding a, holding a small society together. If I was to overly simplify it to the point of meaninglessness, but, you know. <laughs> <clears throat> but yeah, Moses, he's, he's definitely the daddy archetype. You know, he's, uh, he's kind of like, he's an interesting, that's an interesting one. Cause he's sort of the blend of the two. He's mm. wise and vengeful. Uh, yeah. He's <laughs> wise and, and, and hot blooded sanguine, you know, he's a, uh, yeah, goes down. He shattered the tablets out of fury, you know. And he was real, just a real cunt to a lot of people. Like to be honest, <laughs> Billy Trump. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, he's really yeah he is, and he's like you know, but he's also like he is, you know, wise and a leader, and you know, enlightened in a way that the rest of the tribe weren't. And so he's kind of he is the kind of like blend of the two. Interesting. And was Moses a part of? Oh God, I should probably not ask this question because it's so ignorant, but um, Islam has other parts of, some of the some of the prophets and stuff from Christianity are in Islam, Islam I think. Well, Islam's it? the uh, latecomer of the party. It's, uh, it's Judaism and then a bunch of other shit. And then Christianity <laughs> and then uh, Islam is the last one. And so, you know, obviously the Bible and Jesus as a character existed by the time Islam became... Uh, uh, a religion mm. and so uh, yeah, Jesus like, is in the Quran as well isn't he? Yeah. and they're all Abrahamic religions in that they you know contain the story of Abraham who was the first I guess the first prophet yeah. Yeah, no yeah is he the first prophet but he's certainly the most significant one he's the one that like he was gonna have his gonna have 
he was, God asked him to kill his son and he was going to go for it and then oh, stop yes. him at the last minute. That old chestnut, that, was, that story's wild though. There's another daddy, of course, Abraham. Abraham is relationship. <laughs> he had a wife, son. you know. Sorry. It's funny to me. Sorry, what were you saying? I, that, that's that story about Jesus like here kill your son for me and then he's like Jesus well, alright God, right, God says that sorry God says kill your son for me and he's like um, alright well and then he goes to do it and he's like why would you do that well, he, doesn't get, like, no, he doesn't get castigated <laughs> for it he's like, he's like you know he's like ah just mess with me you were gonna do that all scundered ah gee just gonna miss when he see his fucking neck out over here this guy's a ledge now go out and multiply as much as grains of salt in the sea Jesus, salty discharge, you know? So fucking just everywhere he is, salty cub. I love the idea that like, God was like that to him, and then when it came time to like to write the testament, it was like, said something about salt? <laughs> <laughs> and then like, somebody was like, ah, salt like the sea. And he was like, wasn't really like that. There's <laughs> a lot more yo. <laughs> <laughs> He said I was being behaving in a salty manner, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah. So there you go. There's like there's a daddy as well, which is like you know willing to do, uh, willing God. to defer to the ultimate daddy. It's fairly tenuous, I will admit, but like no, the it's idea. interesting. Like the father figures and the you know <clears throat> the, but like that, that even that like being shown as the ultimate sacrifice, a father willing to kill his eldest son. Is like being the ultimate sacrifice, a complete inversion of what the father should do, which mm. is like they should be protect. He should be wise and he should protect the son. But like you know, obviously Abraham was, you know, saw that had so much faith that God was going to be good that he followed through. But also another part of me is also thinking too is it's like you've probably asked enough people, one of them would have said yeah, you know. So <laughs> like we don't really know what God proved in that instance, but whatever, it's a story, isn't it? Yeah, God's like, right, I really need to sh- I need you to prove to me how much you believe in me. And it's like, I mean, yeah. yeah I don't know. Anything, God's very insecure, isn't he? Like, he well, just- more, more than anything, it kind of shows, uh, for me, it shows she. weakness of character. It's like, you know, Abraham is willing to violate his, the highest virtue in which a father can have, which is to protect your son. He's willing to do that on faith alone. I don't know. I don't see that as a mm. good, strong char- character trait. But I don't know, whatever. <laughs> I guess that's the thing. It 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 it, it uh, it's a message to those who might question. Well, God, yeah, yeah. yeah no, it's obviously, big... it's a lesson on that faith is supreme. Mm. But like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the, the 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 guy who seeded the uh, Abrahamic religion is sounds like a bit of a bit of an idiot, <laughs> a bit of a simp, if you if you will. <laughs> <clears throat> Anyway, this is not a religious podcast. <laughs> so how do we wrap this up, Martin? So what lessons do we learn? From, uh, what what lessons do we learn from International Men's yes, Day? Yes, what do we learn from International Men's Day? Yeah, I think it's... Um, I mean, you know... I think it's important that we... Well, a good thing, I think, about the modern times that we're living through uh, is that I think we are more... I would like to hope, anyway, more like, you know, cishet men. The cishets cis poor little cis heads um are like more of them are coming to terms with the fact that they don't need to f- be completely consumed by those sort of roles of i am i have to be this ultimate daddy figure or i have to like conform or i have to raise my kids to believe in this you know in those in those kind of ideas about gender roles like and if we if you start to sort of dismantle that a little bit then you can have some hope in a generation of people who aren't so like locked into these bad ideas about what we're all supposed to do and who should have power and how they should wield that power and and those kind of things i think that could be good if we have more of that more of the questioning of power roles and power structures it would be good for the human humans the humans yeah and so i think international men's day is <coughs> in part dare to uh, uh dare to convey that and, uh, Maybe yeah. challenge it. And Martin and James will be back next time to talk <laughs> about a different holiday. <laughs> cool. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks for listening. And uh, daddies, give me, give me, hit me up on my Zoom. Give me Kami's <laughs> daddy. <laughs> oh, daddy. Right.
Um, thanks for listening, guys. I'm going to stop this one. <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah, we decided to start a uh, podcast uh, about men you like. And somebody, you could probably call it Daddy Issues.